Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. On today's episode, we will be looking back at the FA Cup third round against Blackpool and look at our young hopefuls who are on display. We'll preview the West Ham game on Saturday, the Gooner debate, transfer talk, prediction league and much, much more. And remember, you're listening to an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, good morning and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Um, a good evening to Max, who's joined us from Melbourne, also joined by Manny and Scunny Mike. Boys, uh, we were having a bit of a conversation just before this um, about uh, the John Cross book and Tony Adams' books. And the question was asked. Um, Max, go on. It was your question. I wondered if we would ever see an a completely honest account of the events, I guess especially in the last 10 years, from Arsene Wenger, directly from Arsene Wenger, if, if we will ever see that book or if that will just be a... A forever untold story. And the reason you said that is because we all agreed or understood that the John Cross perspective is very much a pro-Wenger um, view of of, um, of Wenger's tenure rather than a, a holistic view looking above from both sides. Is, is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I've not read a lot of the book, but the first couple of chapters that I've read since Manny told me to pick it up is... is you can tell there's a narrative there that's very, very pro. Uh, well, my opinion on it is I think he probably will release a book at some point. I, I'm, I'm sure he has a book half written at some point because um, the guy seemed to be quite studious and seemed to be the sort of guy who would make diaries and, and, and so on. But I don't think he will release it now because uh, I'm going to get shut down in a second because I think uh, he actually does love uh, the club. He's openly said he was a fan of the club and on his final day on, on the, the ground and everything else. Um, he said uh, he's an Arsenal fan too. Um, and I don't think he'll do it at the moment because we're still in that transition. I don't think he wants to damage uh, the club at the minute. Anybody think any differently? Bullshit. <laughs> Beat me to Bull, it. <laughs> bullshit. Um, like I said, I don't think he'll release one. And if he does release one, it'll just be like the narrative from the John Cross book. I think he'll be very pro himself. I don't think he'll be really honest. And I just, yeah. If he does, though, I will pick it up just because. But... Yeah, I just think it will be pro Wenger still. So, is there anybody out there who could write that book? I don't think so. I think it would have to come from him. Yeah, it would definitely have to come from him. I don't think there is David anyone. Dean? No, I don't think he he wouldn't would he? Because um, he was one who brought Wenger into the club himself. Anyway, he pushed, he tried his hardest to get him in at the start, and after. Uh, his name uh, Bruce Riach yeah, uh, yeah. You know I mean after you know I mean, before him he tried to get Wenger in so it, you know I mean it's it's one of them he, he's, he's a massive fan of Arsene and I, I just can't see him bringing out a book like that himself if he was bringing one out himself it would be very pro so I, I, I don't think there'll, there'll ever be a book where it's we'll never find we'll never find out the truth or the whole story the, no, the whole the, truth it'll always be it'll always be a pro Wenger book. It, uh, there'll never be a one that would, you know, what I mean that would go between the lines and have a look at what happened. You know, what I mean, at, at certain stages of what happened and here, there, and everywhere, it'll always, it'll always be a pro book. And I'm just waiting what, for the Gazidis the book. The Gazidis oh, book dear. named "Those Who Know Shan't Speak." <laughs> yeah, I, I, and in this country, we'll call it Bino. I'll tell you that a title for Wenger's book if he ever brings it out is My 13 FA Cup uh, My 13 FA Cups and Arsenal um, are through to the fourth round we beat Blackpool uh, on 5.30 on Saturday Um, looking at the lineups we had six changes lots of youngsters no Ozil again uh, Ramsey, even though he's allegedly signed a pre-contract, uh, starts. And I, from what I saw, uh, well, I, I saw all the game, but what, what, what I saw of him, I thought he put in a professional, a professional uh, appearance. Um, Cos gets injured in the warm-up, uh, so we played Jenkinson. And I know Jenkinson gets a little bit of um, 
a bit of stick from some of the guys along the way. Right, here goes. Let's, let me see if I can read up about the match facts and then we'll have a look at um, the actual match roundup and then we'll have a chat about it. So this will be the fourth FA Cup tie between Blackpool and Arsenal. Blackpool eliminated the Gunners in 1952-53 and in 1970 with Arsenal winning the most recent encounter 3-1 in 99. Arsenal are unbeaten in the last nine games against Blackpool in all competitions, winning seven and drawing nine, winning the last five in a row including a League Cup match earlier this season. Arsenal were limited, eliminated at the third round stage of the FA Cup uh, last season by Nottingham Forest, uh, the first time they've been beaten at that stage since, ni- since 1996. Uh, Bloomfield Road was only half full, but the away fans outnumber the home support, who mainly stayed outside the stadium or on top of buses. Um, to protest against their owners. Uh, 3,777 home fans at, uh, versus 5,218 Arsenal fans. Wow, I've done that too, not too bad. Didn't, uh, didn't fuck it up in my usual style. Yeah, so, did well. <laughs> so Arsenal cruised through the FA Cup fourth round with teenager Joe Willock scoring twice at Blackpool. He headed in after Aaron Ramsey's free kick hit the post and tapped in another before half-time. Willock became the first Arsenal teenager to score in the FA Cup since Ramsey back in 2010. League One ba- uh, Blackpool struggled to keep in the race and the Gunners, whose arrival was almost delayed because of the said protester on the top of the roof, uh, were 2-0 up at half-time. Blackpool went close in the second half and they improved. Um, what was his name? Alfonso or something like that? He he was quite strong in the second half. And after the break, Alex Awobi's late finish. The goal lines finished 3-0. And Arsenal are through to the fourth round. What did we think of the game? Who wants to go first? Starting in the middle this time. Scunny. Uh, yeah. I, uh, well, what can I say? Uh, when I was watching it, it was an all right game. I'm... I'm pleased for Willock as well because he has shown some promise in previous matches, especially towards the end of last year. And it's nice to see him get a good run out and score a couple of goals as well. I don't think Blackpool, as much as a lot of people have said, I don't think they really troubled us in some respect. There's obviously going to, you know, I mean, Laura Averages are going to have a couple of shots on goal or wide shots and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really think they troubled us. Um, I think there was me and you had a bit of a text message, Fergus, and I just said you said was on about uh, substitutions, and uh, you <clears throat> you were saying oh probably when the third goal goes in and what if Blackpool score and I I said to you I said I can't see them scoring even even though they did you know I mean it looked like they were a couple of times I just couldn't see it. No, no, I, that it was Alfonso. He was quite bright for the first fifteen minutes of the second half, um, and they they looked better in that second half when they went route one and they start just lumping the ball and cutting out our midfield. Um, yeah, it, it it worked out better for them, but I think at that time uh, it was a bit too little too late for them. I mm. think if they was going to do that, they should have done that pretty much from kick-off. Manny, what was your thoughts? Um, I thought it was a decent game, to be fair. Um, there were times Blackpool did put us under a little bit of pressure um, with that big lump that they had off that they had up front i forgot his name but he was huge like i mean he was towering over us in the back pair anyway um but i think it was fairly relaxed somewhat um apart from the few moments that blackpool did have um good goals um, a nice run out for for some of the youngsters um all in all it was a it was a decent trip and a decent game to be fair and willock could have had a hat trick that was there offside yeah, I know. He played well, Willock. He played well. I liked what I saw. Not just, you know, him following the run and then, you know, getting the goals, but it was more his overall performance. You know, getting the ball, driving forward, you know, a little bit of skill here and there, decent passes. He impressed me. And I know it's only against Blackpool and people say, oh, you know, it's not really high level. What's his preferred position? What, what's his actual preferred position? Where, where he's been most successful under 21? Is he an attacking mid? Is he a connective mid? I think he is more of an attacking mid, uh, mm. but he does play, if he was playing that four-two-three-one formation that was playing there, normally he would probably sit next to the defensive mid. I liked him. Yeah. He, was, he, he got on the ball and he drove. He had that little bit of predatory instinct as well, and you've seen that with a few of his goals. 
he's scored this year, they've either come from driving runs or just from being in the right place at at the right time. You know, the pitch was nasty as well. It's another thing that we've we've got to bring up. The idea of actually playing proper football on potholes is is always going to be something quite difficult. I, I thought the game was... I, I thought it was a good professional performance from Arsenal. The only player I had issues with on the pitch was Lichsteiner. was the only guy I had a problem with. And I just think... You know, he, he I think he got stood up twice by Alfonso. He doesn't seem to know when to come or when to when to hold off. And again, when teams go route one, and even if you look at our last couple of Premier League games, when teams go route one, he seems to be very bad at picking the flights of balls and gets himself all muddled up. I'm a I'm well, early not confident. In, early in the fir- early in the first half, um he he made Jenkinson's job harder because he didn't. Know. Jenkins would uh, go one way, and uh, Listiner would go the other. Like one would pull up, and and he'd drop drop back, and they just didn't have any coordination whatsoever. I didn't think. What did you make of the game overall, though, Max? I thought it was. I I, I thought it was a good professional performance from us. The you know, like I said, you know, other than the Listiner thing, and that I, I the longer the game went on, the more I started worrying about Niketia and whether or not he was going to miss his miss this opportunity with the games that he's getting. Uh, other than that, I thought it was really good. I thought Ramsey was really professional, which, I mean, say what you want about Ramsey. I've been one of the biggest guys to say I want him out of the club and as fast as possible, and I'd take a fiver for him. But he came on and, and did his We're thing. we not and, even get that. Yeah, he came on, did his thing, and, and sort of ran around a bit. You know, I thought Awobi was, was quite good until he got one-on-one with the keeper and it was like watching a car crash about to happen and, you know, bits and pieces of the game. It's, it's, Black, it's Blackpool in a third-round FA Cup tie with half a youth team and half a senior team. I think 3 nil is... stadium. Yeah. 3-0 <laughs> is 3-0, you know, mm. onwards and upwards. Bigger issues Cup. at Arsenal than FA Cup at the moment. A couple of questions, I suppose, um, on that game. First of all, you have spoke glowingly, all three of you, about Willock. Uh, and you touched on Enketia. Now, Eddie should be tearing a League One side apart. If you think that he plays for the under-23s in the Checker Trade Trophy and we're, we're ripping that up, what, what was wrong with him uh, yesterday? Uh, it, uh, you touched on it, Max. Is he missing the boat? Is he, is he, is he going to be a success at Arsenal? I, I think footballers are as much about mentality when they come into the top league as they are about physicality and ability and I was having a chat with I think it was Big Steve about how I was such a huge Akpom fan back in the day I've said before there was a season where we were able to get quite a lot of under 21 year old football uh, out here in Australia we were watching quite a lot of it for a while there was a year where Akpom was just demolishing everyone and he got his chance a couple of times he got taken away on tour and and he never really did it and then kept going back into the youth setup and and putting them away. And I worry with Eddie, you know, you only get a finite amount of opportunities from youth system into senior squad to actually stake your claim to say this is the reason why you don't need to buy someone else. I'm really fearful for the kid that he's he just hasn't taken his opportunities. Whether it's Do you think like scoring a, those two goals against Norwich was it last season? It's not. It's not enough. It, it was enough to. It was Well, yeah. I mean, it was enough to get his foot in the door. It was enough to probably rocket him into the wider squad. Let's call it, you know, the twenty-one man squad. Then the next stage for a young footballer is you've got to get down into that sixteen-man squad, and then somehow you got to think that you're going to push yourself into the the 11 or the 12 man squad and I, I just I, I said straight after the game I put up a tweet I said I'm really really worried that unless something big happens for him because as we get deeper into the cups and deeper into Europe his opportunities become less and less as the games become more important I worry he's missed the boat Manny what do you think um what he's not taking his opportunities um that's the that's the the worrying thing at the minute um, his work rate is good. Um, you know, he, he was dragging defenders all over the place. But he needs a goal. And the thing is, he needs to give Emery a problem because we only have two fit strikers for the rest of the season. So he needs to do something 
that makes Emery stand up and go, you know what, I want to rest Aubameyang and Lacazette for this game, or I want to play them for 45 minutes. I want you to come on and do a job. Yeah, when you need somebody to change a game like you can bring on Danny Welbeck, exactly. I know his finishing is not always spot on, but uh, Nketiah should be filling that slot and I don't think he's able to live up to that slot Iwobi is uh, uh, further ahead obviously Iwobi's older and he's been through the mill more but uh, Mike I'll ask you the question on Iwobi um, Max t- touched on it as well saying uh, Iwobi um, he makes runs and does things what do you think stops him from finishing you know, be- being the finished article himself <laughs> go on expand uh well, we've all said it before. He, he gets to a point, I think, and I just think he over, he overthinks of what, what he wants to do, and he just doesn't. You know, I mean, he makes a wrong decision when he we tend to overthink. I think I I made a comment on either on the group we're on or one of the other groups I was on, and somebody said, "Oh, what the fuck's wrong with you, Obi?" I said, "He's naturally very, very good." Well, then what goes wrong? I said, "He thinks about it, and as soon as he thinks about it." Um, um, as soon as he thinks about it, then you know I think he he fluffs his lines, and he got lucky because that goal was actually offside, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. The linesman um, couldn't keep up with play, so that's his own fault. The linesman, not Iwobi's. And uh, Max, can you I just, said to can di- I just say on. something about Inketia as well? Um, yeah, we said it. We said it about uh, Maitland Niles. You know what I mean? He's only twenty-one. You got to remember as well. Uh, Inketia is he is only nineteen. He is still trying, you know what I mean? He's, he's trying, don't get me wrong. In that game, I thought he played really well. He got an assist. All right, yeah, he didn't get a couple of goals and he should have really had a hat-trick. But, you know, it's his work rate and everything else is, is there. And, you know, you know what I mean? What we said, everything's there. It's just his finishing at the minute. I, I agree. Which, I agree 100%. But I, th- I also agree with what Manny said, which oh, is yeah, I, I he agree. needs a goal. He needs but, a goal. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's about confidence. His head... Oh, of course. But if he carries on and keeps digging in and keeps going for it eventually the goals will start to come but that's what i was We're saying scanny about the opportunities the the further the season goes the less his opportunities We're out of the league cup yep so he's not going to get played there the deeper we go into europa the less he gets trusted there the more rounds we go into fa cup the less he gets trusted there so unless something terrible happens and i'm talking like you know touchwood season ending injury to one of our two strikers and we haven't signed anyone after January to replace them. As the season goes on, Eddie's not going to get game time. So the kid needs goals. He needs to he be need, scoring he needs to in these now, games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I agree with you. But I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm just pointing out there on the flip side of that. You know, it's it's a case of he hasn't had much in the way of first team. Uh, you know, what I mean, going against first team or even in the league. And I think there was a couple of times that we've said, oh, we should bring him on, see how he gets on in a few of the matches. But he he never really got called up or anything like that. He never really got his chance. But I think that comes down to, yes, he does need goals. I'm I'm not disagreeing with anybody on that. He does need a goal. But I just think, with you know what I mean, give give him a little bit of a break in some respect. You know what I mean? He's only 19. I think we all are giving him a break. But I think the point being is, if he doesn't... If he doesn't, like, he was due to come on in the Premier League game until, I can't remember, it might have been Colchelle. Somebody got Lichtsteiner injured. Lichtsteiner won it. Lichtsteiner got, got injured. Up, so, yeah. yeah, so we ended up having to make a defensive substitution. That would have been a good game for him to get some game time in the Premier League as well. Um, and it's just the worry about his head being fucked up over it. And then if he doesn't get the opportunities as we move further into deeper into competitions where it's more important that we, we get the actual result, if he hasn't scored, he won't get the chance going forward. Well, well I think going down. Was his right best opportunity. Welbeck well, going down was Welbeck going down was his best opportunity. This mm-hmm. is how young kids get into teams. Senior well, players how, go down. That's remember, how when got De, in. remember when Debushi went down? That's, yeah, when when Debushi went down, Bellerin got in, never gave his spot back. Yep. You know, so it's I, I really like him. I like we his need work to get rate. Do you know what back I, Do you know what I really like about Eddie? When he doesn't score, he's got that that thing that really good strikers have, where he looks really pissed off. You know, like people got upset about him. You know, when he fluffed that one a few weeks ago and he had his head in his hands and people were like, oh, that's not good sportsmanship because uh, I think Smith Rowe ended up tapping in after yeah. Eddie fluffed it. And I loved that. I was like, that's what I want to see from a striker because you're meant to be, I think Ian Wright said it, goals are everything for a striker. Goals are life. 
and he's not scoring them. So it must be ripping him up. Mm. And what did we make of um, VAR? VAR wasn't at nine of the FA Cup games, um, including our one. Um, shouldn't it be blanket across the competition? Either it's there or it's not there. It it's a little bit unfair that, like you know, there was a, a decision given. Was it at Man United mm. that a goal was given via VAR? And yet again, we've got okay. It's to our advantage, and we, it wouldn't have changed the result of the game. But um, uh, you know, Willock had his hat trick struck off because of uh, it was deemed offside, even though it wasn't. And uh, Koscielny was offside. No, oh, not Koscielny. Sorry, Klasniak. Klasniak. Yeah, uh, and off. and um, Iwobi scored an offside goal. It, do you think it's? What do you think? Should it be the same level playing field everywhere? Yeah, I mean, it's the FA's job, isn't it? I mean, if, if VAR is going to come in next season, then it needs to be available everywhere to every team, especially in club competitions. It's only fair. It's not fair that, you know, certain clubs have it, you know, like certain Premier League club have it, but down in Blackpool, they don't. It needs to be fair across the board. I suppose um, it's the expense... Uh, of setting up VAR at, at a, a club like Blackpool. Okay, I know they were in the Premier League, what was it, three or four seasons ago. Um, and I know they've got issues with Einstein and everything else. Uh, did anybody see the memes of Hector Bellerin? And oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He must have been warm in that, though. I'll give him that. I'll give him that, but their owner looked like he was, you know, straight out of a cowboy movie in Texas or something. That hat and the he looked like he was straight out of some strip club. <laughs> that too. He just looked like such a prick, just sitting up there, comfortable. You know, while the stadium is is half empty, people hate his guts, and he was just sat there so smug. I mean, ugh. I feel sorry for those Blackpool fans. I really do. They have a well, rough. You, you know. You know what's a, a little bit sad. I know we wanted to see our game, and we probably would have got online and found stream somewhere to to find the game. But he got TV money for that, and you know the fit and proper test, and you know the the, the whole story about these these they, they don't care about the club, and I, I you can extrapolate extrapolate that into the Cronky sort sort of side of thing. Could we be in this position in two or three years' time on a different level, um, where he just didn't give a shit, um, and then he's making money from every game that's televised. Um, subs, what did you make of the, the subs that came on? We had Saka and Medley. Couldn't really put too much into him. I think they both come on quite late on in the game, so they didn't, mm. you didn't really see him much. Made me feel fucking old. <laughs> Medley's born in 2000 and Saka's born in 2001. Can you believe it? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I'm they didn't get enough time. Um but I'm hoping, you know, these these guys make it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they go out on loan next season just to get that little bit of experience because I'm not quite sure they're ready yet. So, expect them to go out on loan, but the future's bright. First clean sheet for a while. <laughs> Actually, it, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. All right, because I've heard I heard this somewhere else, so I'm going to ask you guys this: Would you say our attack is our best defense at this point? Always has been for a while. Because I mean, it, it was mentioned before that like, we can't expect our defense to be fixed this season. Uh, it's not. It's just not going to happen. All right, so. Our attack is going to be our best form of defense, meaning that everybody has got to chip in with goals. All right. And that includes the substitutions. And that Manny, includes look, somebody look at, like Willock as well. Look at Liverpool last season or the season before, before they got Van Dijk and, and their keeper. They were a case of, right, we're shit defensively, but you score two, we'll score three. Yeah, they were terrible defensively. But so, they, still, they still were up there challenging. They weren't challenging last season. Uh, the season before, weren't they? They were winning. They, they they fell off, but at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season, they were, you know, they'd go and they they got two 0 down, but score three goals because of their, their, you know, they had Coutinho there, they had Firmino, you know, that sort of thing. Suarez. Mm. I wonder no, I why any a... defender in the world would even want to sign for Arsenal at the moment, with with the way our coaching is and the way our systems are. Why would anyone even... If you went to someone right now and, and they were playing at a half-decent club and you said, why don't you come to Arsenal and be part of this shambles of a you know, systemless defensive structure? 
Yeah, why would you do it? I say for the rest of the year, we just go attack, 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 and just try and smash goals in everywhere. We're going to have to, but that would mean, that would require everybody in the squad to chip in. Because at the minute, you know, it's Aubameyang leading the way, and then you've got Lacazette. Then after that, it's pretty all over the place. You know, Xhaka's got a few, um, Roby's got a couple. So everybody's got, Torreira's got a couple. So everybody's got a mucking and everybody's got to chip in. So, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just this uh, wanted to put out there. Yeah, no, no, Toby I, brought I, it up. Toby brought it up uh, three weeks ago he, on the Ars Brothers. He said maybe we should just accept that we have no defence, and we should just put the, all of our attacking assets on the pitch and just say, "Go, run." But we have been like that for a few seasons because Wenger was never strong in defence and he never... Okay, he did get Sol Campbell and a few defenders, but in the main, people say he never bought decent defenders. You know, like Lauren Koscielny, everyone says, oh, he was the best centre-half. About two seasons ago, he probably was one of the best centre-halves in the league. But how many seasons was he shit? Go back to Birmingham (laughs) in the League Cup final. You know... There's, there's, there's many a time he was absolutely terrible. No, I agree with that. But, I mean, I think now more than before, because we're, we're conceding more goals than before, you know. So clearly something is not happening, you know, while they're on the training pitch. 30 goals in 20 league games. Terrible. That is terrible. So the, uh, attack is going to be our best form of defence, but everybody's got to start chipping in. It can't just be, you know, Obama Yang banging them in. Lacazette has got to get back on the score sheet as well. Um, our midfielders, ugh, I'm not even going to mention that, that, that other Look, one. That's going to be an issue for us, Manny. Look, Genduzzi's not a goal-scoring threat. No. I actually think that Torreira has fallen off a little bit defensively since he scored that goal, that big goal. You know, I think he's been trying to play that Kante role at Chelsea, trying to win the ball high up the pitch, and we've suffered a little bit, or our back four have suffered a little bit for him not buzzing around and filling the gaps. So you lose hopefully, something with him when with he him goes forward. Hopefully game rest. Hopefully yeah, and I, but I think there was a, a change in the way that Torreira was playing. If you go look at the early games when Torreira was coming on, he was very much playing that that deeper lying role, taking the ball off of the back four. He was pulling into the left back when one of the left back guys went forward. He was pulling into right back when the right back guys went forward. And then somewhere around that mid part of the season, there was a little bit of a system change. And Xhaka actually was sitting deeper and distributing. And it was Torreira who was bombing up and overloading the channels. So, you know... as far as sort of chipping in goals and things like that, we, we need to get these players going. And yes, that's going to get us going forward, but we still need to make sure that we've got the correct midfield well, our, structures our, in place. Our attacking players aren't chipping in as much. As you say, Aubameyang is scoring, he's the top scorer in the league. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Lacazette is <coughs> struggling. Wobie struggling. Um, it might be a case, as you said earlier, Manny, uh, is it time to bring in uh, Willock? And I've, I've checked him up. He's a midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder, not a, a, a former, uh, not a striker. So um, finishing up on that, though, uh, Arsenal have won 23 out of the last 25 FA Cup games. Um, man of the match, people? Willock. Willock. All day long. Scummy? Uh, same, Willock. Max? Willock with a, a little... Shout out to the athleticism of Ainsley Maitland-Niles. I was blown away. He did by have a good game, was, actually. I don't think he had an as good game as he... One of those... He had a shop window game where we got a really good glimpse into just maybe how good he could be. But Willick definitely man of the match. But AMN, I was, I was quite happy with that performance. Uh, that's four out of four for a young Willock. Shows his um, life, to, life after others, isn't there? Yeah. Um, There's a a post I put up um, this morning about Joe Willock and his dad um, buys all the stats from Statzone or whatever whatever ones that the the clubs use, uh, get the stats from thousands of players around around the world. And he makes, is it Matty, Chris and Joe? That's the three of them, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, Um, and he makes them sit down and look at footage of themselves. He analyzes all their games and everything else. So you know, maybe 
you know, they're obviously an intelligent footballing family. And uh, not, well, if you've got three professional footballers as your sons, there's something going right in your family there, football-wise. And maybe that has a, a part to play in in Willock's change of form. Because if you look at when he, when he came into the side last season and he played away at Newcastle and away at United, he didn't look like he looks now. You know, there's There's been a, a change in him. You know, he's more confident. He's going forward a lot more. He's in those dangerous areas a lot more. So maybe that's somewhere where he sat down with his dad and they had to look at, you know, his stats and his performances. And he's come back and he looks a totally different player. Long may it continue. He'll give Emery a, a different sort of problem. Mm. Prediction League. Uh, three of us went for 2-1, uh, which was myself, Manny, and Scunny on behalf of Boston. Um, and Steve um, went for 2-0. So we all get one point. That makes the Prediction League 27 to me, 28 to Manny, 25 to Boston, stroke Scunny, and 22 to the guests. And it's on to West Ham. So West Ham is 12.30 on um, on Saturday. Fucking early kickoff. I have got tickets. I am going. Um, what 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 do we reckon? Who Leno or Czech? Outs? Who are the ins and outs defensively? That Well, the first thing I was going to say, who's in goal? Leno. Leno will be in goal. Leno. Even, even after Czech's performance at the weekend? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think he's. I mean, like you say, he took his opportunity when Czech, you know, got injured, and I, I think he'll he'll be he'll be in between the sticks still. Centre halves, not going. We won't go down the whole pitch, but look, I, I think Mavropanos has got to have a start, don't you? Well, who's fit? Not against West Ham. Not Is yet. Is he fit yet? Who's fit out of all of our centre backs? Socrates. Oh shit! I forgot about Wimpelny getting injured. Oh crap! I think Socrates may be the only fit centre back. So we're going to have the same not fit forward, is he? Mustafi's out. So we're yeah. going to have the same back four as we had at Blackpool. Oh God! Don't Blair. say that. Did Andy, Andy Carroll play the game at the weekend? So that's him out oh. for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh my God! Are you serious? Andy Carroll did play. Yeah, he came on. Oh my God! And Outovich, and Outovich was taken off after twenty minutes, and he wasn't happy. Oh, he's never happy, isn't he, though? No, I know, but both are a handful, and Andy Cowles always gives us oh gives us a fucking hard game. You, he goes up and he just bundles into centre-halves. Yeah. And, I, know, really don't want Lich, I really don't want Lich Steiner in this team. I'm really, nah. but, but I've really had it. with. If there's one player I've, I've completely had it with this year, I've kind of, I'm, I'm at that point with Lich Steiner. But I, I'd, almost you know rather, what I think? I'd almost rather try and put together a back four of... Maitland-Niles, uh, Dino, Socrates, and Kalasinac. Surely that's the best four that we can put out. Can't, can't we go three at the back? How? Not without playing Lichsteiner, which I never oh. want to do again. I think Bellerin will be li- back. I think Bellerin will be back. I mean, he was, he was training um, last week. Um, I just think that the Blackpool game would have come too soon for him. So he's back in training. So hopefully he'll be in the side. Um, I don't want to see that. Mean you could put, that could mean you could put Jenkinson in the centre. Go away! No, <laughs> no. Let's stop this. No. <laughs> Listen, on the subject of Jenkinson, Jenkinson got slagged off really, really bad, uh, and people were slagging him off. He's done nothing wrong. Every game he's come on, he's given his all, yeah, and he's actually game. performed okay. Fine game. He's only played in games that are his level. Okay, against Karabag, against uh, Vosklar, and against Blackpool. And let, that's let me his co- level, Let, let, let me quote people, you can only play what's put on front of you. Yeah, and that's, 20, there's a reason 20, why he's not 20, starting in the 22, Premier League. 20, 22 games unbeaten, and people go, yeah, but who have they played? Man United, um, Solskjaer's in there as manager. Yeah, but they've only played uh, Cardiff. Does it matter? 
it's what's put on front of you. It's his level. Okay, and there's a reason. Was, there's a reason why he hasn't started or even been in the squad for Premier League games. Okay, because I don't think Emery trusts him to play in those games. That's not his level. The Blackpools, the Carabags, and all of that. That's his level. That's why I, he's been coming on and he's been and performing. I'm not going to take that away from him. I, I questioned. But, I questioned Eddie against his level at Blackpool. So and he didn't perform as well. Okay. There's a, there's a huge disparity in experience between Jenkinson and Eden Ketio. Okay, Jenkinson has played in the Premier League. He has played in the Champions League. He has played for England. Like, we, we seem to forget that as well. So, I expect him to come on and play against the Blackpools and have a good game. But when it comes to the big games, the Premier League games, he's nowhere to be seen. I think he needs to get a run. No, he doesn't. He needs to get Listen, a run out he, the club. That's what he needs he went, to do. He, he went to Birmingham on loan and lasted 20 minutes when he, he went down and uh, dislocated or broke his shoulder. He has just been so fucking unlucky. Yes, at times he does look like a rabbit caught in headlights, um, but I like his worth ethic and I, I just want him to be a success at Arsenal. You're just sentimental. I don't. I don't get what's what is with this fan base and being I'm all just sentimental mental. and just and just grabbing on and you know and holding on to these players. No, okay, he is an Arsenal fan. I'll give him that. But everyone who's an Arsenal fan is not playing for Arsenal. He's not good enough. It's that simple. He'll be a success somewhere else in the lower leagues. Cool, but not at Arsenal. See you later. Did we play Ozil? I'm not saying anything. Who's <laughs> giving up? I think he's been fit all the time. Really? Hmm. Hmm. I'm it's very difficult anything. for us to pick teams when we've got a tinker man for a manager and we don't know what formation we're going to play. Like This is one of the issues. It's like, okay, if we play Ozil, there's a certain formation that has to be played around him to be able to accommodate him. You know, if we if we have certain centre backs, we have certain wing backs. You know, we can. I, I think we've looked best all year in a three, at the back. Best all year mm-hmm. in a three. That's when we've looked at our best, and that's because Kalasinak's not a, a a left back. He's a wing back. He needs to have less defensive responsibility. But to do and that, Bellerin likewise. Yeah, absolutely, both of them. But to do that, you need to have. You know, your midfield guys really sitting in and not winning the ball up high and not leaving those gaping holes in behind, but we don't know what we're going to do against um, West Ham. I mean, we could go out in a 4-4-2. Your guess is as good as mine. We're going to play a three. We're going to play a four. We're going to play a diamond. Are we going to play a four-box 2-2-2? Are we going to have Ozil in the hole? Are we going to have Ramsey on the right pulling into the hole, initiating the press? It's This season is, is the least I've ever had any idea about predicting lineups well, a, com- a combination of injuries... A combination of injuries and imbalance within the squad has just made it man. impossible. Well, the, the Tinker Man doesn't really have much of a choice, does he? It, nope. He you really know, you, doesn't. He, he's got to play square pegs and round holes and round holes and square pegs. You know, it, and when you've got a player like Ozil, who, you know, we try... Did we try and build a team around him? We definitely try to shoehorn him in, into every game. And then... You don't. Uh, you got. You know. I don't know. We've got two strikers, and we really should be playing a four-four-two with um, Lacazette and Abamyang up there. Or you know, I personally, I'd be starting with Lacazette tomorrow, and I bring Abamyang on afterwards. Well, we got you know. ripped to shreds down the left by West Ham last time we played them. Torn apart. What was his name? The new signing this year. Anderson. He absolutely tore us apart. Now, if you put him on Lichsteiner. You're going to oh have another God. Mane situation, and Lichstein is not going to be walking for a month because Anderson's <laughs> going to be in him as well. Uh, Anderson is Anderson's on good form as well. I always keep an eye on West Ham because it's local to me, and there's a few of my mates are West Ham, and my my um, nephew's West Ham. I always keep an Anderson. He's playing very well for them, and uh, even West Ham fans are saying, you know, I don't think Anderson will be here next season. He might even make it through January because he's, you know, the bigger boys are going to come out after him. So, good, he is a good player, actually. Um, I'm surprised they even got him. I don't think anyone else was really after him. I think he he really went under the radar. Yeah, you know, for once, on for for once, I think um, he's the Brazilian lad, isn't he? Yes, sir. Yeah, for 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 once, I think the twelve thirty early kickoff 
might play to our advantage because we're the away team. Normally, the home side... I know when, when we do any 12-30s at the Emirates, they're flat as fuck. Uh, what was the last one? I think it was Burnley. Wasn't it Burnley? Yeah. Yeah. Atmosphere is always flat. People don't get enough beer into them, in, in the truth. Um, and I don't think even the players are awake. I don't know. It's just... It just never seems like... I've, uh, it's rare that you see a classic game at 12.30. Yeah, two things I want to point out. These next two games that we have, if we want to make it into the top four, we have to win them. West Ham away and then Chelsea at home. But then there's one more thing that's going to make this West Ham game a bit more spicier. Your boy, Fergus. Sammy Nasri. He is going to get loads. I will have no voice and I will be using that word. Use it. For the whole time he's on that pitch, you use it. Vermin. I can't stand that little rat. Can't I stand you, him. I told you about the time he came with Man City in the League Cup. And um, he was getting dogs abuse anyway. Uh, I was in the East Stand Lower. where the, on, on the TV cameras, you can see the cannon uh, on there. And I was with some friends. And we were about two rows from the back. And... Um, it came out at, he came out at half-time, and he ran straight across that side of the pitch. And people were booing him and everything else, and he was getting a bit of abuse. But nothing nothing over, you know, nothing more than just, like, dog's abuse. <laughs> um, uh, but he then came along and done the wanker sign to everybody in the crowd, young kids and everything else. Well... Everybody just went absolutely nuts, and he got absolutely ruined. And I think it was Pellegrini at the time was his manager took him off after about ten minutes because he, we totally fucked his head up completely. And that's what's going to happen if he starts, um, or even if he warms up, if he starts uh, on 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 Saturday morning. So I think I'll need to have an extra beer for that one. <laughs> Let him have it. Oh yeah, both barrels, both barrels. And I wonder if wheelchair will play. Is he fit? Probably not. Mm. I haven't I haven't heard anything about him since he got injured way back in September, was it? Mm. If ever there mm. was a, uh, a a fan base that could justify getting rid of a, a, a such a forefront figure at the club, it's it's Arsenal about Wilshire. You know, he's gone on to do nothing. Nothing. And just be injured again. And I was. Did you I, want him? To, I, did you want I, him to say, Max? I, 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 because we went through a period of time before these young kids came through, right? When Wenger went with English youth again, and we had Jenkinson, Ramsey, Chamberlain, uh, Kieran Gibbs, Walcott. You know all these guys. You know, I became sentimentally connected to those guys because they were kids. You know, Jack Wilshire, they were our kids and they were going to come through and they were the ones that were going to, to save Our us. equivalent of class of 92. Yeah, they were the ones who were going to save us. And one after the other, after the other, after the other, they failed. So for me, you know, I always had a, I had a soft spot. You know, I love Captain Jack. Uh, there was a couple of games last year where I thought he looked like he was he was maybe going to be back. And in the end, I thought... If we can offer him a, a cheap contract and he can be a bit part player, you know, great. The the year he went to Bournemouth and he went and played with Bournemouth, he probably would have played thirty games for Arsenal that year. He played, if he hadn't he played thirty one games for Bournemouth. Yeah, he would have played thirty for Arsenal because there were injuries that year. But, you know, he's just gone on to, to prove that he either wasn't at the grade or, you know, at this stage in his life with his glass ankles, he's unable to play. So it's a, it's a it's a sad story. Makes me sad. Scunny, Scunny, thoughts on the game? What are you, what are you expecting? Uh, I've just had a look, actually, while you was on about Jack Wilshire. There's uh, no expected return date for him, so no, I probably won't be playing. Okay. Uh, uh, if we see him in the crowd, we'll give him a wave. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get him to give us a wave. Jack, give us a wave. Jack, Jack, give us There's a wave. There's no venom towards them, but, I mean, the, the, the class of people that all fucked off over that small period of time, there's venom towards them. You know, your Van Persie's... Your Nasri's, you know, uh, even a little bit Sanya. You know, when Sanya went, I was pretty, I was pretty venomous to anyone who jumped on that Man City ship. So I'd be quite happy to sit there and give. Now San- Sanya just ran, ran his contract down, didn't he? Yeah, um, but Bossmans are assholes. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're, they're the rules, aren't they? You know, and and Sanya, when he came back, came up to the North Bank and applauded us when he started. So he just gave us a little 
making up you for, know making up for past wrong wrongdoing. No, I think I, th- I, th- I think it's just a bit of respect. Theo Walcott when he came with Everton, you know, he came up and just gave us a clap, and you know that that's just just the right thing to do. And then he goes and plays, you know, out of his skin for for his team. That, but that's what he's paid to do. Um, the likes of Nasri, Van Persie, Adebayor, uh, the list goes on. Um, oh, Gallas, mm-hmm. you know, they can, they can all fuck off. Yeah, but it was a period of time where we were really venomous to those people leaving. It's, it's, they're all centralised to within a, a year of each other when you think about it. And it was all part of the Man City building blocks and you know them doing what they've done and you know, they've done it quite well. Um, anybody watched that Sunderland Till I Die program on Netflix yet? No. No? Nope. Uh, it's apparently it's meant to be very very good. It's it's about when they go uh, the, the season that they go down, and they're actually making a season two. So um, I thought I'd mention it, Mike, uh, because I'll probably try and give it a go at some point because I enjoyed the Man City one, and it's just good to see behind the scenes, um, and both from the fans' point of view and also behind the scenes at a football club, and it's the opposite from the Man City situation where like Man City are all flying high, uh, Sunderland are dropping dropping out the arse of their trousers. So, uh, predictions, please, guys. Hmm. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think we might just sneak it 2-1. 2-1? Mike, on behalf of Mike? I'm going to say 3-1. 2? Arsenal. And guest, Max? Am I the worst fan in the entire world if I think that we might lose? No. You predict what you like? I I don't know why I have a Manny, I have a, Manny will slag you off for it. I have a I have I have a really I have a really funny feeling that our season's on a knife's edge and that this could be for whatever reason this could be a game that just just breaks us. So I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have two one West Ham. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think the twelve thirty kickoff, which I said earlier, will have a big influence. I, West Ham are indifferent. They're playing better than they were at the start of the season. Pellegrini's got them a bit organised. But I think because we rested Torreira and some key players, um, I'm hoping that we can just nick it 1-0. But I do get what you're saying, Max. So, um, And on that, so part of our Gooner debate then, if... It goes south then, and we don't win at West Ham, and then we've got Chelsea away at 5.30 the following week. At home. At home, which, you know, defensively we've got issues and problems. If we don't win that game, all of a sudden we're sliding. Man United will probably overtake us by that stage. And we're halfway through the January transfer window, probably nobody in. Where where do the knives turn to? Where 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 does the the anger and frustration turn to will will emery get get shit no he shouldn't no. he shouldn't anyone with a brain wouldn't give emery any form of stick because of look at the squad that he came into unbalanced a lot of them not good enough uh, a flaky talisman so if if anyone's going to give emery stick they need to fuck off Our the knives will, need though, to be man, thrown no Our i get that but the knives need to be that. thrown at them the the knives need to be thrown at the board and at the and our invisible owner. But I get I get what you're saying, Max. They will. There there's some fans that got there's some fans that have already gone after Emery over some foolishness. So if we lose these next two games, boy. If the question is, are we going to go yeah. after him? The answer is no. If the question is, are the fan base going to go after him? The answer is a hundred percent yes. There will be hashtag Emery out all over the place. But who whoever really thought. Whoever really thought at the start of the season, I think my prediction for us at the start of the season was fifth. I think that's probably around where we'll end up. And I said at the midpoint, if we're in contention around January, February for top four, then we double down on top four. If we're not in contention, then we double down on cups. Mm. It's a decent show. Mm. Play the season as it lies. Sorry, what was that? I just play the season as it lies, you know. Yeah, I think that I think I think that's the only way you can do it. Uh, David Suarez, Dennis, Dennis, come on, 
Hey, listen, I've been doing so well. 48 <laughs> minutes and 47 seconds without a fuck-up. And there okay. it goes. Yeah, you just have to like split it. it. <laughs> Happy New Year. I thought it had been pulled. I was reading today that, that one of the Barcelona guys had said, no, nah, it's been pulled, but it could just be Barca. What I've read this morning is apparently... There was a an offer uh, an offer to loan instead of buy, and then buy at the end of the season. Barcelona don't want to do that. Well, I mean, they, they they're going to find it. They need to find a deal, you know, if they if they're going to do it. Um, I just think that. Well, the fir- the first question, sorry, Manny, before you, you answer that is, do we want Denis Suarez? Is he a winger th- or a centre mid? Both. He both, can play yeah. in both. Yeah. If he's so a centre mid, he's going to take away game time from Kenduzi. And Maitland-Niles, which I don't mind because we're not being sentimental. If he's better than both of them, then he should play. And they drop into the 12th and 13-man positions. If he's a winger, great. That's what we need. Well, he's, Emery he's not an out winger. Um, so Emery has played them there. So he can play on the wing. He played him on the left and the right of the wing for Sevilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he can, do, he can play both. Um, I think Emery already mentioned that he wanted to, to get a winger in and a central Defender, center half, yeah, yeah, this month. So Suarez sort of covers, you know, the one of the wing positions, and he give from the compilations that I've seen. I know it's YouTube, and I know a lot of the and a lot of the videos that people Shamak have taken. Brilliant! Oh my god, <laughs> a lot of the videos that people have taken has been from his time at Villarreal and his first season at Barcelona. So they kind of cloud, you know, your judgment as to if he's good enough or not. But you can see what he has. And that's you know quickly, a bit of trickery, you know. Of, yeah, yeah, trickery. He can beat a man. You know, he's got a bit of acceleration. And I ask you guys this: How many players in our squad can actually beat a man one v one? Two. Bellerin. Two. Max, who are your two? Ainsley Maitland Niles can beat a man one on one, and Awobi can beat a man one on one. You actually don't see Bellerin do that many people one on one. He doesn't drop a shoulder and go past people. He can burn people. And Kalasanak, you don't see him run past people with the ball. He runs past people without the ball. So mm-hmm. AMN and Awobi, for me, are the only two actual genuine ball carriers in the team. Fergus? I was going to say Bellerin <laughs> and Awobi. Okay. Scunny? Oh, only... Yeah, I, I, I was thinking Bellerin myself. Uh, Iwobi can do it. Maitland-Niles can do it. Uh, Bamiyan can do it. So there's a couple there. Okay. And now the second Did, question, how many players do we have that can actually pick that ball up and carry it long distances? Yeah. Now there's a Very question. True. Well, uh, Tererek? Shaka? Shaka. What? Shaka, Shaka, no, Shaka can put a cross. He no, don't carry he it. Pass. Yeah, no, no, no. no Man, you're talking I'm, about someone who's going to take a ball... Stand there and run Ramsey? 40 metres with it. Uh, yeah. Ramsey? Uh, very few. Very, very few. R- no, Ramsey is not really a ball carrier. Ramsey likes to give it and then run into space and, and retrieve it. Give and go, what, yeah. What Manny's saying is is that Diaby mould, that Vieira mould, that person who's actually going to take the ball, pick it up, go at people, just drive them through, yeah. drive, break up play, which causes chaos in defence. Is Gwendouzi in that category had. then? No, no, he's a, he's another give and go player. There's a lot of players okay. who are the same so, at Arsenal, and we've had this problem for a decade. We need different types of players. We need different types of pegs for different types of holes. Exactly, and with Suarez, from what I have seen, he gives us what we don't have in this squad. So if it does go through, I've already seen some some fans slating him and saying, "Oh, that we should be going for better players. We're not in a position to be going for better players." Be realistic. All that we need to be realistic. So if we can get somebody like him who can come in, and he, you know the adaptation period will be crucial. But if he comes in on a loan and he is a success, can we really complain? I mean, look Has where anybody we're at read that article that was posted? Uh, it was it was from a Barcelona point of view. So uh, talking about should Barcelona keep sell or loan uh, Suarez? Really interesting. It showed some of his um, his frailties and his uh, uh, some of his misgivings, as well as uh, his versatility. As he can go on the wing, um, he can play in the centre and do exactly what you're saying there, Manny. But the one thing that it did say that it was 
the worst thing about him was his finishing that he couldn't hit. he'd be another one that would just have poor finishing like a Wobi uh, and like Welbeck and so on so we'd have to bear that in mind but if he could supply Aubameyang Lacazette with decent service it's their job to finish it off but he did they did mention that um I think Napoli were were sniffing around him um he could go to Deportiva or there was a couple of other Spanish sides that would suit him um but the team that they mentioned in the Premier League that would suit him most they said an Arsenal type team would suit him and the fact that Emery had him at Sevilla uh, really really good article I will post it in the um in the co- comment section of this on the Guns and Yellow Ribbons Facebook page and on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if that will transfer onto all the other uh, pages that we post this on, but I will put it up. Joe Heskett put it up on our group, guys. Um, and I, I think I told you to read it, Max. Mm, I haven't got there yet, but I will. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say Anybody the thing is ba- with, the, with Suarez is, is you've got to look at it this way as well. On, a, on an, our point of view, it or for his point of view, for instance, he's going to find his game time few and far between, especially if he stays at Barcelona. He's very getting very little time play at the moment, and with him just signing Rabiot uh, for the for next season, and there's talks of Frankie de Jong going as well from Ajax. Uh, is it Ajax or PSV? I can't remember which one it was. Ajax. Got yeah. it. He's such a player. I know, but I think he's going for about something like 40, 50 million for, to him as well, so mm. there's no way we could afford someone like him. Uh, especially someone like Barcelona shouting up for him as well. Uh, you're never going to get a chance at him. Um, okay. You know, he's going to find his game time even more. You know what I mean? He's, he's never going to get a game, especially if he's playing centre midfield for him and they've just got to be, be bringing in another two centre mids. They actually say that in the article as well, that he he's happy to sit on the bench and he's happy to play at Barcelona. He wants to make it at Barcelona. But um, with the new signings that Barcelona are making, he's going to go further and further down the pecking order. Conscious of time, and I know people have got stuff to do, including myself. I'm going to touch slowly. Manny, you don't normally like this section, but I think on this occasion, Thursday night last week, we saw a game of football. Um, Man Man City versus Liverpool on Thursday night. Uh, goal line technology came in. There was 11 millimetres uh, that um, stopped Liverpool scoring. Um, do you remember when the whole country used to stop and watch Arsenal play Man United or, or the Battle of Old Trafford? The yeah. whole country more or less stopped for this game on Thursday night. I wanted to cry because the quality of that game was just... Like, it was such a high level. And I wanted to cry because I know it's going to take us years you know before what, we even You know what? I don't think the quality game. was... I don't think the quality, there have been technically better games. The Arsenal-Tottenham game, the 4-2, was a better game. But um, there was just something about the whole atmosphere about the game. That was, it was just a humongous game. It's, the, it's that fight game. for the Premiership, isn't it? That's, that's something that we haven't seen for a long, long time. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It was such a good game. And we're still undefeated. Are we? Will it ev- will it ever be achieved? Do you, in the next say five years, can you see um, somebody going undefeated for the whole season in the league? And the second half of that question, and a just quick one line answer. There's talk about people saying that um, Arsenal's achievement of being undefeated back in 2004, 2003, 2004 season is not as good of an, an achievement as if Liverpool or Man City had gone this season. So, first of all, do you think it will be done by who? And secondly, um, would it, 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 is the 2004 Invincible a lesser uh, achievement than if somebody had done it in 2020? In all honesty, no, no, go on, Max. You, you say you carry on. I'll go after you. In all honesty, I think that they're right. The, the 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 general standard of football, the general standard of sports science, is higher than what it used to be. Um, I think even back when we did it in oh four oh five, you still had players who were based on technicality were better than other players. I think now what you have is a lot of players who are very good athletes based on sports science. So it's uh, without ever taking anything away from the Invincibles, yes, in some ways I do think that if a Man City or a Liverpool did it now, it's it's not necessarily a greater achievement. It's a different and achievement. Could, 
could somebody do it in the next five years? I don't see why anyone couldn't do it. And I mean, who would Man, it be? City who, came, who? Man City came very, very close. But I don't think anyone's going to do it in the next five years because now I think that City and Liverpool are too close. And a couple of years ago, maybe City was that little bit further ahead than everyone. I think we're all bunching up a bit again now. And okay. the mid-table teams are, are, are better than they've ever Scully? been. Uh, to answer your first question, no. I, I can't see it happening. I think there's too many teams in the Premier League now that can turn over a top-end team. Even your mid-table to your bottom table can nick a win against your top teams, uh, which has been proven before. Um, I, I just can't, I can't see it. Um, for the second part... Uh, yeah, I agree. Your football in the standards, well, your standards of football player now compared to back in 2004, 2005 when we won it, we did it undefeated. Yeah, it, I, I, I agree in some respects. Yes, it's <clears throat> players have moved on, and like Max was just saying, his sports sciences and everything else, it's moved on. It's, it's it is a bit better, but I uh, I just I, I just can't see anyone doing it. Manny? No, and if somebody does do it, it will be a greater achievement, but it's not going to happen. Nice and brief. Thank you very much. Um, Arsenal ladies, we'll just touch on the Arsenal ladies. They played West Ham. Uh, we returned to winning ways in the Women's Super League on Sunday when we beat West Ham uh, 4-2 at their place. The opening exchanges proved to be a midfield battle with neither side threatening in the final third. But following a dangerous lofted pass over our defence, it was West Ham who opened this, uh, the scoring on 11 minutes with Ross. Uh, we started to apply pressure on the Hammers' defence though, um, and they eventually caved in. Beth Mead uh, delivered a dangerous ball into the box for Leah Williamson to head home on the 26th minute and Arneth went on to score an almost identical goal a few minutes later on 31 minutes. Uh, we looked to be in control at half-time whistle um, but with less than two minutes remaining the host countered and levelled the scoring. Uh, Ross bringing a 2-2 at half-time at 43 minutes. In the second half Netherlands international and seems to be our superstar uh, Danielle van der Donk uh, drew us level and gave us the lead uh, with her ninth and 10th goal um, of the season. Um, so she scored in the 59th and 65, uh, 65th minute. We remain top of the WSL, 30 points from 11 fixtures. Our next is City on 28 points, um, and they've played a game more. Our next fixture is on Wednesday, uh, this uh, Wednesday evening at 7.45, um, and it's against Birmingham City, and it's at Meadow Park. Uh, guys, um, I think that's everything covered. We've got quite a lot in there. Um, it's been it's been good. Uh, West Ham, well, yeah, we don't West Ham score predict, uh, predictions. Um, Fabregas, he's left Chelsea and he was crying. Would you have him back? I would have, but we had too many players in his position. So yeah, I'm, I'm still trying I would to have, I him would have as well. Honest. El Capitan, mm. I would have loved. I, I would have loved for his story to be finished. But now, us, but would you, I know he's got, I know he's gone to Thierry Henry. Would you have him back uh, now? Some, do you know what? If he was available on a free right now, if he was on a Bosman, he was available on a free right now. Why not? You know, if I, I bring him in and let him have a year with us and finish his story. We did it with Flamini. We can do it with Sesk. That's true. I think we should have brought him in back when he left Barcelona. Definitely. I mean, we had first refusal. Uh, we could have done with someone of his caliber at the time as well. Smart uh, business would have been to bring him in and then sell him. And this is the problem with Arsenal. We had first refusal. We should have just bought him in, had him for a year, seen if the Ozil thing worked, seen if the Ramsey thing worked, whatever it might have been, and then just pinged him off somewhere else. It's all ifs and buts, boys. Ifs and buts. So, listen, it's been brilliant. Thank you again. Thanks uh, for the early start, boys, here in the UK. Uh, I appreciate it. And I know you've got a school run to do, um, uh, Scunny, so we'll let you go in a second. Um, Manny, get to the gym. Mate, I'm already in pain. I'm not going to the gym again. <laughs> Jesus. I've had to mute myself so many times because I'm just groaning. It is painful right now, but I love it. And I suppose you've got to get yourself to a gin bar or a pool. What, what are you doing, Max? No, mate, I played 18 holes of golf today and I'm, uh, I'm officially off the piss. So I'm probably going to sit quietly in a corner and cry. 
and, like and, and quiver after your <laughs> yeah. after your New Year. That's it, mate. Like the uh, detoxification of my liver begin. I must admit, it's it's the first Monday of the of the new year, and yeah, it all kicks in for me now. I'll try try and be a good boy until Saturday, and then we go to West Ham. Uh, remember, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. You can follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Guns and Ribbons. We are on Podca- uh, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Trying to sort out. Uh, it's not Spotify. Podbean, SoundCloud, and um, iTunes. iTunes. We're trying to sort out Spot. Uh, trying to sort out Spotify, um, and we'll try and get that up there as well. Like us, share us, follow us, whatever you like. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.